0: Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with Brussels-based owner of Jazz Master Tracks, Hans Hallowatt. His company is a record label, masterclass, and practice tool combined in an app. This label and educational platform celebrates musical excellence. They commission full-length albums featuring top-tier jazz musicians who share a joy in the common language of the standard repertoire. We get into this company, history, and the future along with a little bit more. Enjoy this interview.
1: Thanks for your time today. No, no problem. No problem. Talk to me a little bit about what you do exactly. Give me a handle. I know you got an app, and I know that you know you have Jazz Master Tracks. But kind of give me an idea of what you do.
2: Well, uh, Jazz Master Tracks is, uh, is first of all a label, and so we want to produce interesting albums. But we decide uh, distribution to be helpful for musicians to learn something. So and it's a bit of my own journey. Although I'm a composer from a completely different background, and I discovered jazz late in uh, in life. So I'm a lot studying, and in my research I find a lot of things, but a lot of machine-generated backing tracks and things like that. And I wanted to go back to the to the basic, really learn from the records. And I thought the technology is there. Why not make records which are also interesting for? you know, musicians, and, and really have something to, to help them. And so the point is to make real records. It's not a method. It's not a method to, to learn. It's just a very good record. It's in a, a celebration for the musicians playing. And I do it on, on jazz standards because for people who learn jazz, then they recognize... The, the standards, it's not do I like this music or it's really to, to listen to the players, how they play. And then since the app is completely interactive, you can really listen to all the tracks, you can listen to every little detail. And so you can take from it what you want to take from it. You can play along with it, but you can do transcribing, you can make different combinations. So the, the thing is two things at the same time, making nice records, like when I, when I listen to <laughs> When I go on YouTube, the things I really look for is is people playing jams and just seeing them play in very strange combinations somewhere in a a little pub and I hear this brilliant version. So to capture that on a record and make him also flexible that uh, musicians can have a benefit of them.
1: So where are you located right now?
2: I'm in Brussels.
1: Okay, are you originally from there?
2: Yes, I was born in, uh, in Belgium
1: so talk to me a little bit about your background how you started getting into music and then how how jazz came into it
2: when when i uh, went to college uh, jazz didn't exist it was only classical music so i had a normal uh music education we had a lot of uh, academies we call them here in belgium so there's a huge training for so i started very young but it was only classical and then i got into new wave bands and i had a, a singing sister and we made records so i got into music, but I went to film school. And uh, and so I ended up doing film music all my life. But saxophone is, uh, I dragged this instrument already a long time with me. And so I think in my forties, I really suddenly discovered jazz and, and discovering the joy of playing because I'm always sitting after a computer or in a studio and seeing these great musicians play. And so I said, I have to, uh, and then suddenly jazz, Came and I said yes. This is something for me, and it's like uh, an escape. But jazz is like uh, climbing the Himalaya. There's no end to it to the to the study process, and I enjoy the parts. So I think that's something for people who play jazz and especially learning that it's you, you have to enjoy the the journey because it's not something you read a book and then you can uh, and then you can play. It takes an enormous amount of effort, dedication, and and time to evolve. So um, so jazz came to me late, but uh, I love
1: it. So, who have been inspirations in the world of jazz? Who have you loved and and always returned to as as musicians that have inspired you?
2: Well, I'm a saxophone player, so it's, I think Dexter Gordon and Sonny Rollins for me are really the the, the top players. Uh, but it's. it's like everybody the classics but but I also enjoy as the, as the modern players I hear so many so many good players here in Europe this an amazing amount of players because there's so many universities and so every year it's like thousands of these great musicians coming out of the of the schools so yeah I, I love seeing people play from modern players I'm thinking of uh, Joel Fram uh, Chris Potter of course uh, Tony uh, player, uh, Maxi so there's so many, there are too many to uh, to say names.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely, there's a lot. So Hans, talk to me about Jazz Master Tracks. When did this company begin for you? What was your vision and how has it evolved over time? I think the, the
2: idea came two, three years ago, just before COVID,
1: I think I was, uh, because
2: I come from a studio background, especially when you come from movie, music, working in stems and things like that is something very usual and so I thought why haven't nobody did this and so I talked to some people and everybody said oh it's a great idea why didn't nobody do that so and then covid came and then it's you know you're a lot at home and uh, and playing and so I started thinking about it and say somebody has to do it so uh, and then it was thinking about the content but it's not it's not just the technology because the technology exists already for a long time it's, it's what content do you, how, how does the records have to be? Because it's not the point of bringing every jazz record in a, in a stem player. That would not be good for the music as well, I think. So I was thinking, what could I do? So I came up with this idea of asking somebody to make his dream, uh, bands and do a studio jam, really a studio jam, not, not rehearsing for it, not thinking about what it has to be, but just the joy of playing. And so that's the basic idea. And I organized these sessions. I have come, one coming up for volume two uh, this weekend. And so it's half of the people never met, <laughs> but uh, it's just the joy of uh, of playing and the spontaneous. And yes, maybe there will be mistakes, and but it has to be a very nice uh, performance. That's what I'm looking for. And to learn from the performances, to see how the, the people are the all the individual people because that's the great thing everybody is different it's not just one uh, style it's it's the moments what happens in the in the moments
1: you know speaking of jazz you know we've gone through the pandemic we're coming out how what what is your view on the world of modern jazz right now how strong do you see it what i see
2: is that i hope uh, And it's not just jazz, it's it's the the joy again of seeing people play live because so many of the music is is machine music now, Uh, people just playing with a laptop and very... And I think there's a revival of really seeing a band and and admiring musicians, really good musicians uh, working. And I think jazz is the perfect music uh, to do that. It has to find... It's not a commercial... Music like uh, pop music, so it will always be a little bit uh, more difficult, I think. But uh, but it's live music and, and people appreciate it. It's strange, a lot of American people think that Europe is now the mecca. And we have big concert, jazz concert, but it's always American players coming to play. For us, it's also a very small venues for jazz uh, and half of the publicist musicians. That stays a little bit the same, so I hope... It get backs, especially with uh, with the joy of seeing people perform live. That there's a chance for jazz in what form than what it is, because we have a lot of new jazz, especially in Belgium. New groups like Stuff or the and here and it's they have really weird names and they play music. It's crossover. It's jazz, and and the fact that it's improvised has solos, but it's groovy and it's and it has a roots also in uh, in pop music. So I think
1: something new is, uh, is evolving, and it should be music has to evolve. From my perspective, I view Europe as having a different level of appreciation. I think that's the thing that a lot of people that are really into jazz in America understand, that like a place like Japan or Europe overall, there's a level of, of, of people out there that almost treat jazz as though it's popular music, whereas in America... It's really hard to get a foothold, to get on the radio, to get people to mass consume this. I think there's an artistic appreciation that exists within the European mindset that's vastly different from America.
2: Yeah, it's strange. The grass is always greener on the other side. uh, (laughs) The the thing is, I I see a lot of, of, uh, like in in Belgium, it's a very small country, and there are amazing musicians running around here, but it's a very small market, and for them it's also difficult to, to go. Europe is complicated. It's all different countries, different languages, and so a lot of people play locally, but in a very small market. I think the U.S. has the advantage that it's a big A big market here, it's really very divided. 26 countries with completely different cultures. So, but it's true jazz has a, has a, an art label on it. And that's maybe the problem for us Europeans. It's also not so popular on the radio. There are not so many uh, radio stations that were it's only uh, nas- uh, national broadcast stations who put on a little bit of jazz, but it's also very marginal in comparison to the to the pop music.
1: So if I venture out to the app store, I find Jazz Master Tracks, and it looks like it's $1.99, looks like a very complete program. Talk to me a little bit about the app and what your hope is for the user to get out of it.
2: Well, what I hope for the user to get out of it is, is it's, for me, it's two things. It's the, there's not a lot of things to learn comping, and I think comping is very important. So there is a lot of play-alongs, and you can do solos for uh, 24 hours long if you want to on 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 a loop backing track. For me, the point is that it's real music, and that you have to learn from the real music. That you have to like transcribing. If I get if I can get people to transcribe and really like transcribing, that would be a, an amazing thing already because then you really learn something you learn your technique you learn thing but it's a very hard thing to do it takes a lot of effort a lot of time and the fact that now you can listen it into solo and really i made the app really with transcribing in in mind for one part so makes it easier to make little loops uh, uh, speed them down navigate in, in the song that's one thing and the other thing is is playing along but then especially comping so if you're a bass player or a piano player or a guitar player to really learn to comp with a great solo with playing uh along so it's different things you can you can do with it. It's, uh like i i like playing for instance just with the bass or just with the bass and the piano or just drums uh so we can try different combinations but it's learning repertoire learning uh comping and soloing of course but also transcribing and learn how uh, Tony plays on, on this record and Danny is amazing on piano also for a saxophone player very interesting to learn from from that and really be able to analyze
1: everything in detail hear the timings hear the lines talk to me a little bit about what your future is for your company and for this app what are you looking forward to as we kind of move forward now
2: I what I my ideal would be that it's really a uh, uh, building up a catalog with different things. I have, this is uh, the standard session. I have one other thing coming up, which is a little bit more uh, into big bands playing, to play in an ensemble and uh, written out music, but it's to make a catalog of really good music and introducing players. Also putting players together, American players with European players, uh, and putting them in the spotlights and make interesting records, especially not only for people for musicians who want to learn but for for everybody here contemporary players but in a context of the 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 repertoire. It's not you know, I mean I can listen to the musicians playing their music and what they want, but then there's also a question of taste. Do you like this kind of music? Here it's much more focused on their playing. How they play and how they they deal with the uh, with the repertoire
1: so hans if anybody wants to get involved with anything in regards to master jazz tracks where's the best place for them to go you know for anything and everything
2: the website on the uh, www.jazzmastertracks.com. you find all the information and all the everything you need and so for the moment the app is only available for eos the android version is coming out in uh, February uh, together with the second album. And so the point is that every album will be different. Now it's a very it's a classic uh, quartet, a uh, quintet to two horns and a piano. The next one will be completely different.
1: Wonderful Hans, hey, thank you for opening up. Thanks for taking a minute out today. I really appreciate it.
0: No problem. Take care. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players in Brussels, Kansas City, and spots all over the world, giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Hans for his time, energy, and story. If you want to hear more interviews, go to Famous Interviews with Joe Divino in the iTunes Store. Visit NeonJazz at YouTube.com. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the NeonJazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.